Hello and a very warm welcome to our newest instalment of the European Football Show, or TEFs as we like to be for short, where we have set out on a journey across Europe to find and unearth the next best footballing talent that Europe has to offer. My name is Marcus Savage and in a dugout with me, a man who has a fair few badges and licences to his name, Jack Brooks. Morning, Marco. It's a lovely voice, that first thing in the morning to record. I could fall asleep to that voice. That's, that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> Thanks. How are you, mate? You all right? Oh, I'm very well. I'm Good. extremely tired. But um, Good. We'll I've come on to that later. We'll come on to that hour. later about why you're yeah. tired. Okay, mate. Um, and a man who at best has a provisional driver's licence, Joel Holt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that warm introduction, Marco. Uh, Thank you for that. How are you? Yeah, you okay? okay. Oh, yeah, mate, no, I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. Oh, we've overlapped quite a bit there, but yeah, I'm very good. <laughs> I'm very good. Good. Yeah, no, I'm uh, all good. Thanks for that. Yeah, provisional. Uh, I'll take that one. That's okay. Yeah. Do you do you drive? Uh, I do drive, Marco. Yeah. Hairdresser's uh, car. He's got. I, I did have name. a hairdresser's car. First, first time, Marco. So, um, yeah, well I don't done. know if you you were both first time, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I needed. Yeah, yeah, minimal minors. Yeah, so, second. Uh, there you go. <laughs> my whilst, whilst we are a footballing podcast, I don't want to dwell too much on my catastrophic first attempt. I almost killed a cyclist. Never attempted roundabouts. So I just booked it straight away. I was quite an impatient, quite an impatient driver. Oh. I booked it after about four months. Um, yeah, I can I see know. you doing that. Yeah. Usually, I would ask how our weeks have gone. However, this week one of us has had a more memorable week than the other. Joel, how was tennis, mate? Yeah, it was really good, thanks. Uh, yeah, we won last night, so uh, two, two, one in sets. Got a first oh, Serum League match next week. So yeah, it has been quite memorable. Thanks, Marco. I am so <laughs> happy for you. Um, no, only joking. So the listeners will be very pleased to hear that we have gained a new listener and a new member of the Tefs family. Jack, would you like to talk about your news? Yeah, um, last... He's a week old today. Um, new member, my wife gave birth. Freddie Brooks is here. He's upstairs. He's, he's asleep. It's been a crazy week and mixture of emotions. Just You just can't believe that someone's yours and you've got that responsibility. And uh, it's just no one, no one can prepare you for how tired you are about to become. I've always thought that I'm pretty handy when it comes to running off lack of sleep, but it's, oh, it's incredible. Everyone keeps telling me, oh, your football manager days are over then, now you've got a baby. I think just the opposite. I've, I've got a number two coming in. I've got Sammy Lee just been born. <laughs> <laughs> the hours are going to increase once he's here. It's going to be absolutely sensational. Well, speaking of names, I, whilst I, we all congratulate you, well done, mate. Um, well done to Kate more than anything. Um, yeah, she was incredible. Yeah, yeah well done to that. Kate. Um, I also want to express a couple of issues that I have with Freddie already. Not his <laughs> fault. First of all, the name, the name Freddie, I think Tefs or the European football show Brooks has a better ring to it than yeah. Freddie. Um, I think it's quite short-sighted of you not to, not to do that. Take it up with my wife. Yeah. Okay. I'll do my best. What is she? Is she, is she, is she alive and kicking? Is she well? Don't know. Is the answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> um also just to let you know you now have 
22 years, 350 days before he is ineligible to be focused on this show. So the clock <laughs> is against you, really. You've, you've got to get him in the garden as soon as possible. Maybe now, is he, is he able to support his own head yet? No, but it doesn't stop him working on his footwork, does it? Need no, is he, is he kicking well? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he makes strong legs. You can't change a nappy. He's just fighting you off. Good. Good. Maybe, maybe he's got a budding, <laughs> a budding centre half. He's, he's one week old and Jack is convinced he can play football. <laughs> just give me a John Stones right now. Bite your hand off. Yeah, he's doing, doing step overs. <laughs> Incredible. Doing all the step overs. No, so get him out in the garden, mate. Also, Correct. congratulations. And if anything, play him this podcast to go to sleep. This is, I think we've all, we could change the tone of this pod. We could go maybe a bit midnight radio. Yeah. Go, you're listening to the European football show. Yes, Tune really in with awesome. Marcus, Jack, and <laughs> Jack and Joel. <laughs> yeah, well, we could. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, we'll move on. So, for those of you who haven't listened to the first pod, first of all, absolutely do go and have a listen. We were in Belgium, where we will touch upon what we listened, where we what we spoke about on our last pod. But just to explain the format of the show and how this is going to work, we're going to firstly focus on the standout results in Europe, which we'll go on to in a second. We'll then focus on the country that we are in this week, where at the end of last, at the end of our last pod. Joel did say we were going to Austria. However, fairly short side of us, Austria have no ongoing fixtures. Their league is ended. So it's very hard to focus on them. So that's our bad. However, we are <laughs> focusing on another country that is young, is rich with young players. We've, we are in Holland. And we're going to see what that talent has to offer and analyse you games and seeing uh, analyse games for you and, and let you know what we found. And then thirdly, we're going on to our fantasy football feature and we're going to look at the teams that we picked from last week in Belgium and what teams we've picked going forward. So without further ado, let's go to Europe. The standout teams or the standout results in Europe this week. Joel, would you like to start, mate? Yeah, I would love to. Hopefully we've uh, got different games to talk about this week, Marco. Um, so starting in the Serie A, a good win for ninth place Sampdoria beating uh, Roma. Now Roma have lost four of the last six. So in steps my man, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> uh, to, uh, to get them some trophies. So I wish them all the best when he starts uh, manager for Roma at the start of uh, next season. Also, a couple of others uh, going to from Italy to Spain in the Liga. Luska, who are 18th, beat fifth place Real Sociedad 1-0, an 87th minute own goal. That's what we want to see. Uh, <laughs> and also in the Altsvenskan League in Sweden. Good 30th, pronunciation. There you go. See? He's worse. <laughs> working. <laughs> 13th place Weibergs recorded a first win of the season beating Oysten's 2-1. I've just gone downhill now, haven't He's I? Gone. I've oh, gone. That's <laughs> and that was, after, that was after coming from behind as well. So, uh, three results Ugh. for me. Oh, nice. You're Thanks, mate. Well, let's hope, we don't, let's hope we don't overlap. <laughs> Are crossed. you waiting for me now? Yeah, mate, you go. Oh, I do no. apologise. I thought I was waiting for a cue, but no worries. I'm staying close to home. One game in, uh, when I mean close to home, it's in Holland, it's the Eerste Divisie, so essentially their championship or second division. 
And um, I want to talk about Den Bosch versus Rhoda. Uh, reason why, crazy game. Also, Den Bosch is a team that I look out for every weekend. Um, about, oh, what were we saying, six or seven years ago when I was working uh, in the uh, academy set up at Bournemouth, we took the 10s, 11s and 12s on a tour of Holland. Uh, and it was incredible. And um, I can touch on it a little bit later, but we, we had a tour of uh, the tests and the training ground. And there was a couple of uh, players who I'll mention who were training there, who we'll know of a little bit more now. Um, incredible. But we also went and took in a Den Bosch game. And um, it was a great day because the manager at the time was called uh, Villain Vlut. And uh, he took the lads for a training session on there. They play on an AstroTurf at Den Bosch. He took them in the morning and um, while his team had a game in the evening and it was brilliant set up passing drills I was so interested to watch the Dutch coaches work and uh, at the time I think they were third or fourth in the ASD division so really quite close to getting into the Eredivisie um, it, it, as a coach it was uh, it was great to watch they would do this drill and um, and he would go as every pass was played he would go tick 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 Tick, tick, tick. It's absolutely brilliant to watch it. And I thought about bringing it home with me, but um, I didn't, didn't quite have the balls to start shouting tick for every pass when we come home. But I loved it. And I, I remember they won 4-0 on that night and they were unbelievable. Didn't get promotion over the, over the line. But anyway, this weekend, um, they played Rhoda, who have had uh, quite a lot of years in the Eredivisie. And then Bosch had 47% of the ball and 15 shots to Rhoda's 17. So they were less in both categories. They won 7-0. Absolutely incredible how you can uh, I mean, talk about clinical. And it, within that was a hat-trick for 19-year-old Romano Postema. Great name. And that was his fifth goal in three games. So maybe someone to keep a little eye out for there. And also another guy who got brace, and it was a brace which was back-to-back -back games, was 23-year-old. So he just... Uh, sneaks in there. One of the best names ever. His name is Jizz Horncramp. <laughs> yes. What a name. <laughs> well done, Jizz. Well done, Jizz. Up the Jizz. <laughs> nice. Have a bit of that. Cheers, mate. So I've got five for you this week. First of all, we we are in Spain. Yeah, five. You heard me. <laughs> We're twentieth or last place. Ibar beats Alaves, who are sitting in 10th, 3-0, with the mm. Spanish veteran Kike Garcias getting a hat-trick. He's 31, so he's more up your street, Joel. Mm -hmm. He's way past. He's grandfather age, I think, in this for this pod. Then we move to the Turkish Super League, where Besiktas first played Hatay Spore. Mm. don't know if I pronounced that right, who are third place. Anyone want to guess the score? 4-0. 6-2. 7-0 again oh. to Besiktas, which I think just shows the, the gulf in, in quality in that league. Uh, we had Kyle Larins, the Canadian, scoring four goals. He's 26, so he's past it. And Ridvan Yilmaz, 19. He's the right back, scoring his first of the season. He's 19 years old. Good boy. Now, what the fans have come to see, we then go to Poland in the Polish Estraklaza where Stahl Mesh, who was sitting in 15th, beat Lech Poznan 2-1. Uh, this is the league we've all come to see, where the oldest-looking 23-year-old you've ever seen, the Ukrainian Vasil Kravitz, uh, scoring uh, in that one. 
So last week in France, I don't know if you remember, we saw that Dion over their 13 kind of losing 13 game losing streak. How did they get on this week? They were playing ninth place Mets. They lost. Yeah. Their losing streak continues. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, they got absolutely battered 5-1. Good to see they got a, uh, a goal, for, goal for them. Yeah, consolation goal. Cheers, mate. Goals were scored by Lamine Gay, who's 19, and Papa Mata Saar, who's 18, scoring in that goal as well. Good name. What was your highlight of the podcast this week? Do you agree with our fancy football selections as well as the players we think have bags of potential? Your opinion matters, and we at Tess would love to hear from you. We're on all social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's at TessPod. Or you can email us on TessPod at gmail.com. Join us for healthy football debate across Europe. You know you want to. Get ready for this. Vanda Vandag Zin in Holland. Today we are in Holland. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. So yeah, sorry to whoever I've just offended with that. And yeah, it takes <laughs> you back, takes me back to the Steve McLaren and his impression. Oh, what a day. What bloke. Anyone want to anyone want to have a go at that? He would go, uh, how you say uh, Arsenal, wouldn't he? <laughs> Good effort, Steve. Yeah. Just to get our just to get our brains ticking, I appreciate we're recording this early morning. So mm. we're going to play our Dutch footballer player player word association. So for those of you who have never played word association, first of all, you're missing out fun for all the family. What a game this is! But really, what we're going to do is we're just going to name the next Dutch footballer that comes into our heads, and ideally at the end, last man standing. Are we is this Prem only or just Dutch? No, this is just Dutch. Pick any Dutch player you want. This is going to be a complete mind blank, isn't it? There's just millions yeah. to choose from, and you're going to come up blank. There are many. If you want past to stick and to Premier League, we can. Yeah, past and present. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Come up with some corkers here. So, do you want to get us going then, Jack? Yes, I do. I'm going to kick us off with Mark Overmars, Joel. Uh, I'm going to go. For... <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go for uh... <laughs> Robin Van Persie. Oh, hold on. Dennis Bergkamp. Mario Melchior. Ruud van Nistelrooy. Van Wolfswinkel. Patrick Kluivert. Virgil van Dijk. Justin Kluivert. Oh, cheap. Uh, Ryan Barbel. Don't know his first name. Van der Vaart. <laughs> Rafa, <laughs> Rafa, 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 Van der yeah. Sar, Rude Hullet. How about this one? Ian Robin. Yeah, player. Player. Van der Horn. Andy Van der Maeder. Uh, Van Bastin. Hmm. Wesley Schneider. Frankie de Jong. Giovanni Bronkhorst. Sorry, bad joke. You're out, you're out, you're out. That's terrible. Hang on, Joe. No. 
I even wrote that down as well. I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> You're out. I'm sorry. You can't oh get away with that. <laughs> You're out. You're out, Joel. Thank you for playing. Uh, thanks, guys. Good to hear from you. So, <laughs> Nigel De Jong. Oh. Andre Ouya. <laughs> nice. Uh... A hesitation. Wow, here, I'm gone. I'm <laughs> gone. I can't see. Oh, my mind's pulled a blank. Well done, mate. Oh. My mind's pulled an absolute blank. Also, it's probably best we move on for Correct. those who are, yeah, we, we, went over that, we went over that too much, but there are many we could have picked there. Sand the of Are our brains working? Correct. Joel, are you alive? <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah, no, nice one. So you're thinking of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, were you? <laughs> yeah, sorry for the hesitation with that. I thought for some reason when Jack said Mark Overmars, I had to find a player which linked to his surname or something, hence the thought process. But I didn't realise it was simple. It's, it's been a long time no. since I've played word do association. Know, do, yeah, do you know so, what? Is, um, that was a really nice working out, but um, I think if you were present in the pre-recording lobby that we were in, Marco did say there didn't have to be. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's good that you listened. That's, that's really good. I'm listening again, isn't it? Yeah, so, okay. uh, yeah good. Yeah, no, good game. Well done, Marco. Yes, mate. Wow. Who's ready for our second game? <laughs> yeah, we're all the games. Now, this I call this one Van Who. <laughs> there have been, well, I'll let you guess the first one. So, since the year 2000, how many Dutch players in the Premier League have there been whose name is Van or Vander? Dot, dot, dot. Ooh, I'll, go, uh, I'll go 12. I think it's slightly more than that. Are we playing together here? Yeah, you play together, yeah. I think 15, if you want to have it. Okay, mate. I think it's more than you think. Okay, that's good news. Yeah. Uh, Joel, it's less than you think. Great. It is 11. <laughs> there have been 11 players oh, to feature in the Premier League since the year 2000 with the name Van or Vander... Dot, dot, dot. Well, Can you think of them? You, you gave us a heads up on this um, just before we started recording. So we, we really haven't had long. I've got, I think I've got eight down. I've got nine. Yeah. I've, got, I've got nine down. But nine. Uh, I think I might end up needing clues on the other. Do you want me to yeah. reel out my nine or wait to see if Joel's got anything to go in there? I would love to see if Joel's got anything to go in there. I have. Well, no, go on, Jack. You do your uh, nine after the gaps. <sighs> okay, mate. It was easy job for you. So my nine, I've got Andy van der Meder played at uh, Everton. Pierre van Hoydonk, if he's in the time scale at uh, Forest, you're shaking your head. No, too. he's not in there. Ah, okay. Uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst, maybe yep. snuck in. Yeah. Uh, Ruud yep. van Nistelrooy, Ricky van Wolfswinkel, Donny van der Beek, Robin van Persie, Virgil van Dijk, Edwin van der Sar. How are we so. looking, Marco? Yeah, do you want to repeat those quickly? Oh, okay. Andy Sorry, van Meder, Pierre yeah. van Hoydonk, Giovanni van Bronckhorst, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Ricky van Wolfswinkel, Donny van der Beek, Robin van Persie, Virgil van yeah. Dijk, Edwin van der Sar. Yeah. Where, where are we lacking? So, you have a man who mm. is played for Chelsea and Stoke. Ooh. Oh, I've got that one. Um, yeah, 
can I just crack on? I don't think you're going to get it, Joel. It's, yeah, uh, Van, you, yeah. It's, it's Van Ginkle. Joel's actually staring into the... <laughs> Joel's gone. He's my, just my staring thinking, into nothingness. Face. Yeah. Marco Van Ginkle. Yeah. And last... Is it the last one or we've got two more? We've got... Three more. Oh, bloody hell. Clubs? Have you, have you said Van der Vaart? No. Oh, well done, Joel. Okay. Van der Vaart, he's in there. Clubs, Marco. Two more. So, Palace, you should get that from there. Oh. Won't give you the position he's currently playing. Yeah. Literally a nailed on starter. Yeah. So, it's, uh, oh, it's Patrick Van Aanholt. That's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last one. This is the trickiest one. Oh, is it? Actually, no, there's two you haven't said. Sorry if I've missed that one. There's two. Swansea centre-half, 16 to 18. Swansea centre-half, Van, 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 Van. Don't know why that's not coming to me. Is that the tricky one, you think? There's two. The second one, the last one you should get if I give you a clue. It's quite a personal clue. clue, so sorry for the listeners. Well, this one... One of our part of our FIFA careers with the Terriers, uh, brother of I think half brother or stepbrother of Gigi Wijnaldum. <sighs> nah, I've got nothing coming to me for the no. sake of awkward pauses. Van Lepara, yeah, Rajif, yeah, Van Lepara. I've got that. And the last one, the Swansea centre half, not coming to you, nah. Vanderhorn. That's the guy. Is that no? It was Chico. I was going to say that guy, Big Sam, laughed at. It was Chico. No, it? that's that was Chico Flores. So that was Van. Who? Did we like that one? A lot of vans. That was hard. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Do we like that one? Mm. So we'll move on. Apart from avoiding awkward pauses, we'll move on to our analysis for the week. I'll start with you, Joel. Yeah, absolutely. So the game I was covering this week was, uh, here we go, RKC Vojic 1, <laughs> AZ Alkmaar 2. Um, now, this is a game I was really quite impressed, actually, with uh, both sides, but particularly Alkmaar, the way the way they played, both setting up as a 4-2-3-1. Um, it was the, the, the host who, who went ahead putting uh, Altmar under under pressure. It was quite a, quite a nice finish, actually, from uh, Chijas Oosting, who scooped over the keeper to give them uh, a 1-0 lead in the 17th minute. But back came, back came uh, Alkmar and um, <clears throat> played play quite a high line, pressing quite, quite high. And somebody who I will come back to in a bit more detail, a player called Calvin Stengs. You both might have, uh, have heard of him and I thought yeah. was a terrific young midfielder. I think he's got a huge future ahead of him. Um, just sort of effortly picked up a pass, teed up uh, Goodmanson, another young uh, youngster um, who finished calmly to uh, to uh, make it one all. And then <clears throat> second half, all about Alkmaar, caught in possession. This is why I always say to Jack, defenders should never mess around with it in the back. They're playing such a high line. Just put it forward. Not exactly lump it forward. Play down the channel, play it down the line. Don't play around really high up. Get dispossessed, of course. Guess what mm. happens? Boudou comes through, one-on-one with the keeper. He finishes, Alkmaar go 2-1 up. Game-changing moment. 
and they go on and, and, and get a third. Uh, Kelvin uh, Stengs. <coughs> so you would rather Dutch. you would rather have them cleared their lines then, Joel? Yeah, yeah, Dutch yeah. culture, mate. Instead of the thing well, is, Dutch though, good players. That's that's great, isn't it? If you can play out of that with the high press, like City do it so well. But there are going to be times where you get dispossessed, you're going to lose the ball, and you're going to concede. Now, yeah. okay, yeah. the odd the odd time, that's uh, that's okay, I guess. But instead of just trying to avert those situations, just get rid. Well, mm-hmm. I, would be, I would be interested to see where their other goals came. So did you say that was Alkmaar who conceded that? No, that was the, the hosts. Uh, that was the hosts. Yeah, who were 1-0 up, so, but were then now 2-1 down. Did their, their goal that they scored, did that, was that, did that come from playing out the back? Do you know? Did that start with the centre-halves? Uh, sorry, the, host, the host's first goal. Yeah, do you yes. know if that came from the... Yeah, uh, well. yeah, I th- I th- yeah, it was quite quite nice football. So it did sort of uh, funny that, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't know actually if it was uh, right for the defenders. I think the keeper might have you know launched a clear and then. Um, but if, but if they, I'll, I'll have to I have yeah, to go back. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see yeah. I see what you're saying. Sometimes it it can work, but they were caught in possession, and at this time it didn't work. Alkmaar got got a second, and then um, the host went down to to ten men quite quite foolishly actually. One of their uh, Players got sent off for stamping someone in, in the face, uh, sort of a follow through with a tackle, which is not nice to see. We've seen but that, you loved, I'll say, seen that but a couple you love of times. That. No, Cat, Lee Camel, you, you, you would never see Camel doing things <laughs> as silly as that. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong on a windy, cold day going in two foot, two footed, but you don't need to go and, um, and, and stamp someone like that. It's just Cat reckless. Mold. Catamol uh, would do that to his own parents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you're listening, Lee, love a signed picture. Um, so, <laughs> and and Outmar went on and uh, got a third uh, quite quite late on. Stengs and Goodmanson linking up uh, quite quite nicely again. This time, uh, Stengs getting the the goal, and those two were formidable for me. Um, so, I said I want to talk to you a little bit more detail about Calvin Stengs. Um, it's a, a player who just so so good on the ball and he's somebody who's had quite a difficult time of late with injuries let's let's not forget a few years ago he was out for I think the best part of 15 months with uh, did his ACL which you will know all about Jack um mm. so I mean that's really hampered his career so I feel like he's lost almost like two years um following, following that injury so he's really trying to sort of trying to catch up now um so he's certainly starting to show a lot of, lot of promise he's made um Already made appearances in the uh, for the Holland Holland team. Um, made his debut against Estonia for the 2020 qualifier. Assisted twice in a in a five nil win. And um, I mean that that front four. I think three of the front four for Alkmaar are uh, all under 23. So it just goes to show they've got some really young talent in that side. Really really nice to watch some of the football they play was uh, was great. So and and what's quite nice as well about Calvin. Uh, Stengs, a sort of right, right midfielder. Uh, he can play with both feet. Um, okay, look, he's only scored five goals this season, but um, he's been out for quite a long time now. And he's somebody who sort of worked his way up through through the ranks. He was in the sort of the junior side, then the reserves. Now he's got, got himself in, into the first team. Current valued, I think, um, it's around 13 million, according to... Uh, to, to transfer market, so and he's he's been linked with um, moves to United already. It's been a lot of uh, a lot of talk. Robin Van Persie's come out and said, "What a great player 
he is and he's, he's going to be a, a great one to look out for in the future so yeah that's that's somebody who i'm going to argue should be in our uh 11 aside team so um, you're actually putting him in you're actually putting him forward for yeah a... i think i think he should yeah i think he should wow. be better, a better. if he can stay injury free this guy, I should think, have, yeah, will be playing should for Holland. Have led and... with that one. So, what are your? So you've, so you've hey, you've, you've put him forward. Fair enough. That's a big mm-hmm. claim. Big claim to make. So I've got someone I I might argue could be in there. What are your? What's your evidence? Why Why do you want him in there? So just from just from perspectives, like what you look at your tough tacklers and your no nonsense True. players. Like you said, people are going to kick it out. I'm looking for the leg warmer, snud five aside player. True. Go down at the at the uh, slight draft. And yeah. Jack's going to be focusing on the more technical players. So why do you, Joel Holt, want him in there? I think a lot of uh, the, you know the players I described. Firstly, you're not going to find them in Holland, and secondly, they're over 23, um, so mm. that, that makes it difficult. But this particular player, he <clears throat> it's just he's just good off the ball. He's good on the ball, reads the game, and when things look like he's not trying, it's just so effortless to him. Um, he's got good link up. He can play in that three behind the striker. Or you can probably play him in a, in a four if you wanted, or even a, even in a five. Um, I think he's so versatile. You can even put him up front. So I think, given that he's come back from these injuries, he's trying to make up for two years lost. He's still a youngster, and and he's come back fighting fitter than ever. I think um, he, he's going to go on and do some some great things. So uh, that's that's my that's good my claim. Him. So it's going to be be one for Twitter because I think all three of us are going to be putting forward a name. So uh, we'll have to let the listeners decide who goes in because it's going to be be, going to be a tough one. This I would be shocked if Kelvin Stengs doesn't win between the three of us, regardless of our arguments. I think he's going to be more high profile. But like you said, the injuries definitely sitting back a little bit. If Holland, if Holland can get, uh, I mean, Bodu was playing in their game and Stengs and Itaran. Uh, and Gravenberg continues to progress. If they can bring them into the national first team and continue progressing, they are going to be some force because the players they've got in their sort of defensive and midfield lines are already real, real good. And talking of uh, Holland, uh, the Holland team, interested to know both sort of your favourite uh, favourite players, all-time favourite players in Holland. So really difficult for me, but... These are the two. I know I always give two. Uh, it's got to be Virgil van Dijk, given I'm a Saints fan, and he was just the mm-hmm. best centre half I've ever seen in my life. Um, and Ruud van Nistelrooy. What a finisher. Mm. What a player. Uh, he's broken my heart so many times as a Saints fan, yeah. watching yeah. him at Old Trafford scoring a winner in a 3-2 game. But um, they're my two. What but, about you, Jacko? Well, it's weird. <laughs> I, I mean, there's just so many because I love Holland. I really love Frankie de Jong at the moment. I think he's lovely. But I'm going to say two players. First one in absolute top of the list is uh, Nathan Ake, being a Cherries fan. Um, Nathan Ake, every single game, you would walk out of the Vitality going, he was man of the match. He was just eight or nine out of ten. Every I don't think I've ever seen him make an error. I'm absolutely delighted he went to Man City. It's been slightly tough on him injury-wise this year, but he's going to be picking up trophies and be part of it. So um, the fact that he went to Pep gives me so much happiness. Um, I couldn't think higher of, of Ake as a you know He easily could have... Um, has attitude problems. He was so far and above the levels at Bournemouth in the in the relegation season. He really didn't deserve um, to go down. At no stage did he ever throw toys at the pram. Um, 
And I just think, I yeah. think he's incredible. Come on, I remember when, so Jack, you and I went to go and watch when City, when Bournemouth hosted Man City. This is when Ake was, I think he was part of the ball. This was his last season at Bournemouth. It was when Bournemouth registered no shots on or off target. Yeah, it was saying. absolute kitchen mm-hmm. sink from City mm-hmm. and a very defensive display from what was an Eddie Howe team. Mm-hmm. Nathan Ake at the start of the game just said hi to everyone. He is the least arrogant footballer he is just seems like the nicest bloke. And I think I've every time I've been to watch Bournemouth, so not many, but yeah, five times, he has actually got man of the match every time. Well, I mean, I just um, he's superb. Yeah, well, I mean, listeners don't know, but my my day job is um I run the Simon Francis Academy. It's obviously the former Cherries captain. And um over over the last couple of years, he's brought down loads of players to meet the kids and um and the 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 humility in uh, Nathan Ake is just incredible. He's such a high-profile player, Dutch international, been at Chelsea, now gone to Man City, and he would come down and have time for every four, five, six, 15-year-old. He, he was just absolutely different class. And um, yeah. my second one is someone who I think is uh, one of the, just so underrated for his career, and that's Daley Blind. Um, he got quite a bit of stick at United under Van Gaal. It's an era where they thought they were a little bit slow and passive in possession. But in terms of, I mean, he can play about eight different positions for one, which is classic Dutch. So technically and tactically versatile. But Daily Blind, I don't think there's a better player from the defensive line at breaking, you know, his passes breaking lines into midfield and forward. He is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love watching him. I can remember clear as anything they played, United played, um, He's just so clever. They played Everton. Roberto Martinez is Everton and Lukaku was matched up against Daily Blind. And everyone, me included, thought, oh my God, what? He's going to have a field day up against him. He will eat him alive. He's double the size. And Blind pocketed him just with his brains. He was just incredible and you can't get near him. And I watch Holland play now. See, in the last international break, he had a tough injury. Um, but even from their build-up phase, they got Frankie de Jong in midfield, but the build-up, is just it's just all um, off daily blend. I think the bloke is absolutely sensational. Yeah, nice. I I do agree. I I rate him as well. Absolutely, he's your man, isn't he? Utility man could yeah. play could play anywhere on that. Could play anywhere on the pitch. He could be a false. So nine. my one is a yeah, absolutely. My one is actually false nine potentially struck. Could play striker number ten. False this, nine. This is Memphis is, all day. No, no, it's not oh. Memphis not Memphis however he is you'd like to think with my what I look for in a player he is up there yeah um no this one is just because he stands out to me because when you talk about favorites I we've all grown up probably more watching the Premier League than most leagues and you could argue Memphis didn't quite do it for United I still think he's quite good I still think he was underrated when he was was at United mm-hmm. this one is experts Rafa van der Vaart yeah, yeah I actually yeah loved him when he was at Tottenham he was and when he was there he was brilliant yeah but he was he was that he was their main man he came mm-hmm. from I think he came from Madrid didn't he? he was at Real he was I think he was at Real yeah he was he was at Real Madrid before Spurs Spurs got him and he scored yeah. something like I think he scored 24 25 in 60 games which yeah, is and I and all the all the assists as well but this guy was just seemed on a just when he came to the Premier League like I suppose it was when I was started really paying attention to the Prem and yeah, he just just really just one of those players who just he's playing a different game than yeah. others. And he did quite well for the Dutch team as well. He made I think something like just over a hundred appearances, and he scored twenty five goals 
for the national good. team as well. Very good. So do you think yeah, with, the, with the amount of players that they had at that time as well, mm-hmm. he's banging in goals. Just imagine, mm-hmm. just imagine like him, Van Persie up front. You're thinking that's that's lightning. This guy Schneider just puts it behind. On, yeah, exactly. Just puts it on a plate for you. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's my that's my. If I'm going to pick yeah. a yeah. If I'm going to pick a favourite Dutch player, mine's Rafa van der Vaart all day. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to move on with your analysis then, Jack? Yeah, um, I'm not going to spend uh, too long on it, I suppose. I've watched Vitesse 2 and uh, PEC as well, 8-1. Um, quick question. Obviously, Vitesse is known probably more than anything, especially for us being from England, as uh, having a very successful affiliation with Chelsea. How many, since the affiliation has been there, I'll let you have a go first, Marco. How many loan players do you think Chelsea have sent Vitesse Arnhem? I know, it's, I know it's a lot. I know Mason Mount played there, didn't he? He was yeah. a Vitesse, he was a he Vitesse was. player. He was. So I'm going to say nine. Joe? Ten. <laughs> well. <laughs> Cheers, mate. So far... <laughs> The, the one who I'm going to touch on in this game, Armando Broja, has become the 29th player wow. to be loaned to Vitesse from Chelsea. To name a few, you've mentioned Mason Mount, Izzy Brown, Dom Solanke, Lewis Baker, Matt Miazga, Christian Atsu, Bertrand Troyore, Patrick Van Aanholt, Thomas Callas, Nemanja Matic, Gail Kakuta, Charlie Masonda. Oh, there's loads more, but um, loads of players there that have played or playing at top level who uh, Vitesse... Who sorted that affiliation out? Give that man a knighthood because they, I mean, that's an unbelievable deal. Every year they're guaranteed to get a potential future, you know, Premier League player. Um, Why is that though, Jack? But because of the um, the coaching there so good, you know, that, that track record, what, what's the attraction? I, I don't know whether it's a case of Chelsea wanted a Dutch affiliation club because of culture and the way they play football and Ajax Feyenoord and PSV are too high profile to send their players there. If they're having under 23s, would they get in a top Eredivisie team? And Vitesse haven't been that. Um, certainly, yeah, that that would be that would be my my answer as to why. They they generally uh, loiter around mid-table a lot of the time. This year they're in fourth. Um, anyway, moving on. It was 2-1, and manager of Vitesse is Thomas Lech. You would not mess with this guy. He is like <laughs> six three, six four. He bold. He's a little bit more. He's got a little bit more color than Yap Stan, but he's of that scary mold. You know, you would not mess with him. Um, interesting, interesting uh, stat is I was looking at their average age because seven out of the starting eleven are twenty three and under um, it, from this weekend's game, and they brought on another couple as well. 25.7 is their average age for players used this year. Now, in the Eredivisie, only seven teams are older. So there's 11 teams that have younger sides than Vitesse. But if you were to put Vitesse's side in the Premier League, they'd be the absolute youngest. So to put it into context, having seven older teams in the, in the division um, really it doesn't paint the picture because they're younger than every Premier League team we're seeing, which is... Uh, you know, why we love Dutch football so much, because there's just so much talent that comes through year after year. So there's a couple I'm going to touch on. The, the big one is um, coming in a second, but I also like Danilo Durki 
or Dookie, I think the, the, the commentators were saying. Um, 22 years old, centre-half, six foot three, great build. He looks strong. He can ball carry. He can, he can step in. I mean, if you were to sculpt a centre-half, it, it would be this guy. He looks the, he looks the part. Across the board, numbers-wise, he stacks up quite nicely. Um, if a test player religious 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, or, you know, whichever way you look at it, but um, Danilo Duki, he is the right side of the back three um, and at 22 years of age. I wouldn't be surprised within the next 18 months, maybe even this summer, uh, someone a little bit higher in Europe may take a look at him. I think he's got a really nice future um, that, you know, there's loads of others who started, but the one I'm going to touch on is Armando Broja. And as I said, he is on loan from Chelsea, the latest one. And I was really, really impressed with him. You know, they, they play two up front and it's Broja and uh, Lewis Appender, who's on loan from Bruges. You, you, you watched last week, Marco in Belgium. And um, they're, they're a really good partnership. Both of them have quite good numbers. Broja's do um they're a little bit better he's on 10 area of goals this year there's more to his game than goals this guy's six foot three and he's really quick so you know he's they press quite well the front two you know Vitesse out of possession these he works he works his socks off for a guy who's a six foot three striker to have speed and to press I can see Joel he is a centre-half's worst nightmare by the well, sounds of it Just... yeah yeah, he scores different types of goals. I was looking for all his goals this year and they really are right foot header, right foot, left foot. And, um, you know, he doesn't, he really doesn't give the back line a, mo a moment's rest. And like, he's so fast. It's really, it's, it's, he's deceptively quick. Um, I've been thinking, if a test aren't the biggest scorers in this division. They're defensively really sound. In terms of playing out, they will they will play out and roll out to the centre-halves when there isn't a high press. Um, but the goalkeeper... Will look to clip into the wing backs um, if if there's a bit of a high press looking like it's on, which is fine. Um, they generally build centrally to get it into the wing backs and wide you know wide areas to get crosses off to these two up front, and um, it's really effective. You know, defensively they're really good. I think they've got the second best uh, defensive division uh, uh, defensive record behind um, Ajax, which obviously you would expect Ajax to be there anyway. They don't even let the opposition have the ball, so um, it's it's re it's really impressive. I I don't think it's a a one-off season where they're just up there a little bit overachieving, I think, next year, providing everyone stays in place and uh, they get you know a couple of nice strikers to replace the two boys on loan, then um, they got the real they got the, the base of a, a really nice side. So I think think they may does fourth get qualification for Europa League in, in Holland, or is it just one, two, and three in Europe? I don't know if fourth gets the, the chance to qualify. Yeah, sure. no, I'm I'm not sure, mate. No, no, either way, I'm not sure. Either way, they're um they're really good. And if you get a chance to watch Broha's goal, which is uh, the first goal, it's uh it's just brilliant centre forward play. Uh, as well, have a high line, and he peels out to the young fullback and just times it to perfection. He goes out to in, and the change of speed is incredible. And it's a, it's a lovely pass through, great finish. In terms of Zwolle, the only one I'm going to mention is there was a senior debut for Rav Vandenberg, who played at right back, 16 years of age, playing in the Eredivisie against Brilliant. Vitesse. And I, after the game, I watched it back on all of his individual clips and Y-scale. He did brilliantly. I, it, I think it would be harsh to make him at fault for the goal because Broya's 
pulled over to his side and got in behind him. He don't look 16. He looks 25 in terms of his size and his build. He's ready physically to play at that level. Defensively, he was really, really strong. He won loads of his, you know, his, his uh, defensive duels. On the ball, was really, really efficient without without causing... He didn't get too far forward, but his passes from deep was really nice. So keep an eye out for Rav Vandenberg. I really hope he, as a 16-year-old, can continue to get minutes at uh, in the Eredivisie. Nice, nice. I've just had a look at the manager, Thomas Lesh, and wow. <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to have nightmares of this bloke, honestly. He's, his main picture is in black and white. The bloke's only 40 years old, but it's makes him look scarier. Uh, yeah, so, mate, if Freddie ever gets out of line, just just above his cock, just show him a picture of Thomas Lesh looking down at him. That's he's gonna be kid. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mate, he's scary. But no, he's yeah. I'm I'm all about a hard working whilst I'm about a prima donna winger, hard working centre forwards are quite hard to quite hard to come by. Hundred percent. And, and being, being a former midfielder, if you've got a striker who puts in a shift, you know your Tevez is. If they, if you love playing behind them, it gets it gets everyone to do is it. turn and turn and pass, it and you know they're going to be there as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, if if you've got if, you, if the person leading the line is putting a high press on and is really giving it some, it really just gives the impetus for the rest. You know, the other two lines to get further forward and back him up. And if you've got a bloke who just struts like, but you know, Berbatov's a incredible player you know if you give him the ball it would make something happen but out of possession you just can't be asked. you think well if he's just going to walk around then I might as well just keep my shape and just wait for a moment and then I'll, I'll do something then but oh um, these two these two were great setting an example from the front absolutely love it no so what was the final score for that one 2-1 it was a late winner actually from uh, the substitute uh, Torre I think it was it was a, a yeah Torre a cross from nice. wide really, really nice header but um, Vitesse nice. fully deserved it on the day nice nice one so forth. my nice so my analysis this week so whilst we are whilst we are trying to cover everyone we're trying we're doing our best to find the listeners every young talent we can follow it would be very easy of us to focus on Ajax however I'm not going to top. I didn't. None of us have analysed Ajax just because I think all the young players are, are probably fairly well known. If you're a young player in Ajax, you're going to be doing very well. You, you do have a bit about you, so we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't focusing on other on other teams. Well, the word now, for us is unearthed, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now there are two players who I, I do want to mention. These two players, two defenders that both scored for Ajax on their four nil win on the weekend Justin Timber who's 19 and the right back Devin or Divine Wrench who's 18 years old so well done to them but I'm sure they're probably quite well known already if you've not heard of them go have a look at them they are as we probably all know something special they're scoring goals in a back line for Ajax so Mm -hmm. but I look forward to seeing seeing what they can do in the future however I wanted to focus on the lower league or the lower Eredivisie teams so my game was uh, Villain 2 versus FC Utrecht. So it was a Willem 2 lost lost 3-2 in that game to Utrecht at home to Willem. Now, I'm not going to focus on like like my analysis, my perspective, the one that I come from isn't too much around the game itself. Just focus on the teams really. Utrecht played very high line, more possession based. I think came out with 60% possession to Willem 2's 40% and Willem 2 very much play counter-attacking football. So if you just keep that in mind, Willem 2 play counter-attacking Utrecht kept the ball quite a lot. It was an expected result as Willem 2 sitting in 16th and Utrecht sitting at 6th. All in all, like I said, a very even game. 
But the game, but Villain's game was built around one man. And this is the trap that I'm going to be putting forward for our Tefs FC is a trap called Mike Trezor. So Trezor being T-R-E-S-O-R. Now, just as a question for you guys, what do you look for in a left winger? I'll start with you, Joel. Somebody who's quick, can bomb down the wing, he's got plenty of skill, but also tracks back. It's not going to leave their man and get the tackle in. So good at both ends. Yeah, okay. Jack? All of the above. The ability to go past defenders is really, really important. If you're up against a low block, you've got to be able to maybe dribble past someone. But, uh, I mean, if you can be someone who can dribble past and pass, pass through, then uh, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's just a few attributes about this chat that I noticed. Just a few rough notes. He's a great dribbler. What an amazing range of passing he's got. Is is kind of for a twenty one year old. His maturity on the ball is amazing, and that, that leads to his great decision making. Which, like I said, Villain two are a counter attacking team. You don't get the ball as much as the other team. I think that's a very, uh, it's an obvious statement. Now, when you do get the ball, you have to do something good with it. And Mike Resort always did, or most of the time he did. Great final product. Always involved in the game. Very two footed. So you, they had him down as a some. I looked on some websites, he had him down as a left foot. On other websites, he had him down as a right foot. You just can't work it out with this guy. It does take it takes all the set pieces with his right. So that would lead me to believe he probably prefers a right. It's what an amazing work rate as well. And like I said, he's on all the set pieces. So defending Villain two plays so deep. That is their game. They kind of. I think their game is. If you look at the goals they've conceded, I think the only time they've conceded more than three is against Ajax. So they are. They don't tend to concede much. They play it because uh, owing to that deep line, which is hard for a winger. When you're a left winger, that is a graveyard shift because where you're starting, where your position, you're starting deeper. You now have to, when you are on the attack, you have to do what Joel said, bomb on as much as you can and get forward to try and impact the game when you are in possession. And he did exactly that. Honestly, you cannot fault this guy's work rate at all. His tackling, yes, you could fault. But the left back, when they, the left back for, um, for Utrecht, uh, Avest, or the right back, sorry, the right back for Avest, or for Utrecht, Avest, <laughs> getting, that, getting that completely wrong. Um, he, had, he never got any time on the ball, which for a left, for a left winger, when you're sitting back, is just what a, what a trait to have. And I wish I, was that, I wish I was as physically fit as this bloke. Hmm. Um, yeah, never gave their right, right back time to progress. And his heat map, his heat map in the first, I suppose in the first half, because he played as a left winger, It'd be more than the lino up and down that up and down that left hand side. He was absolutely workhorse. Attacking, he was always our outlet. They're always looking for this guy. Like I said, he is there to. They, this, he basically carries this club. I'm gonna say. The, there are a couple of other players, but this guy is usually the outlet. He's always making clever runs in with in between the right back and the centre half. He's always beating his man. I think there's only once or twice where he lost the ball when in possession. Um. Yeah, Marco, what's his numbers? Do you know? So his numbers, in terms of work rate, no, I couldn't find that. The only numbers I could find for this guy were goals. He's got four this season, assists. He's, I think he's third in Eredivisie with nine. Oh, wow. Joint, joint third with nine. So and I think he's had something, 28 appearances. So his goal contribution is quite good. You'd yeah, like to good. think his, his goal scoring would be a bit more. However, I think he's focusing on his assists. He's on all the set pieces. So he's, he's the main, main corner taker. And when he gets the ball, he's a bit like when I was speaking about Noah Lang, slightly different player. Noah Lang played very much in the pockets of space. 
you would argue that Mike Trezor gets the ball and then drives at the man. Direct. And he draws draws many, yeah, very direct, draws many fouls. And this guy is lightning quick. And he is a right back's worst nightmare when he is playing on that side because he just never, bloke never gives up. He, well, never, he, he never gets leggy. If he's posting those numbers at a team that could still go down, then... Uh, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. So his, his goal scoring and his, his assists, it's hard when you do play. They're 16th they're, or 15th. They're one above that kind of relegation playoff playoff side. Um, but yeah, attacking in the second half, he played in that played in that 10. And this is where his numbers, more of his numbers come when he plays in that 10. He doesn't really get many too many, too many numbers when he's playing on that left wing side. And also his player ratings certainly go up. When he plays in that ten role, he plays. They, they give him that free role, and they just find him. They were two one down at that point, and they just put him there, and he, he make things happen. Very much like uh, Eden Hazard when he gets to the ball, he tries to draw that foul, he runs at you, and he doesn't just doesn't really stop. And yeah, so when 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 they're playing, he's when when Willem playing, it's because he's playing. To be honest with you, he was a uh, came from the Andalect youth. So Jack, I remember you saying in the last pod about the sort of players that the Andalect youth have This is the next produced. one, is it? Yeah, he is. He was a, he's a product of that Andalect youth. He then went He went, then went to NEC in 2018, where he scored six and 25. Then he went to Villem on loan, where he scored five and 20. And now this season, he's got four in 26, but also nine assists as well. Current value, that transfer, transfer mark to having down at four. However, clubs in the previous transfer window, I mean, here's your list. Wolves, Leeds, Standard Liège, Hellas Verona, Club Bruges, Ajax, tried to sign him in September last year, didn't get him, and Nice. All having him, but they, uh, Willem II won't let him go for no less than €7 million. Euros. Mm. So it's whoever meets that price tag. But with all the clubs interested, I can certainly see this guy fitting in at Wolves as well. This guy, I think, would be nice. the actually... Like or actually, Leeds, I would argue, is probably the more. So just for the oh, work imagine. rate, Bielsa works that. around that. Bielsa works around that hard work, that hard work rate. You run more than the team, and this guy runs more than any other player in Villain too. So I think really it fits perfectly. Really good suggestion. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's, it's not a position as well that we're going to talk about a huge amount. You know, we're always coming up with midfielders and, and strikers, but um, you know, a left back of, of that quality sounds like you've got a very good case. There, Sorry. Marco. <laughs> No, no, Joe, Joe, you, you must have misheard me when I said he's a left winger. <laughs> left winger, sorry, left winger. Who can play Derek, left wing, Derek left Cohn, wing back is that, as Derek well? Derek Cohn is actually the left back and he is the general. He's the, the German general, this guy. I wish I could focus on him because he is he was superb and his numbers were brilliant. He made most most complete dribbles from left back, Joel. So thank you for reminding me of him. I, I, knew, that's, I knew that's probably what you were getting at. He's versatile. That's what I'm saying. You could play him here. As we've got lots of midfielders, well... We're going to have lots of midfielders. You could put them in at left left back if you wanted to. No. <laughs> Thank well, you for that suggestion. But I'm never playing a well, left mid at left back. He's, well, a, he's, not, be, he's the he's left side gonna, in Antonio uh, Valencia. He's, he's not going to replace Calvin Stengs, is he? This is this is my point. I'm trying to give you a chance here, Marco. Mate, we'll, wait, to... wait. we'll let the we'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> this isn't for us to decide. This is why we're doing it. We want to get the listeners involved. We want to get their thoughts. Let us know who you think should go into the team. Mm. So that is us done for our analysis. I think that Mike Resource should get in there. So now we move on to our fantasy football feature. 
Just as a quick reminder of the rules, they have to be all under 23s and one per club of the country we're in. Reminder of the points, you get five points for a goal scored, five points for a defender clean, clean sheet, three points for an assist, two points for a midfielder clean sheet, one point for a start, and a minus three for an OG, an own goal. So, Joel, would you like to remind us of your team and how did you get on? Yeah, I've had a, uh, a terrible week, actually. Marco, yeah, here with, we uh, go. He's had the good rehearsals, yeah. and um, now it's now the big boys come out. Yeah. I, mate, I appreciate that. I'm a man who looks good in the warm-up, but terrible on the pitch. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's that's exactly what's what's happening with this week. So, uh, my team was Frederick Jekyll, uh, a full stand, didn't get any points. Miss uh, Sissoko from St. Liège didn't even play, so that was great. Uh, Yari Fasharin, who Jack bigged up massively last week, went on the back of that, got me one point for Andalect. Martin oh, Hollander wow. for Antwerp got one point, thank you. And <laughs> and my man, Alessio Castro Montes. I had the faith I could have gone for Noah Lang, who scored, of course, and you're going to rack up the points, Marco. He got mm. me one point for Ghent, which gives me three points in total. That is a week terrible, ever. terrible show. You are, you've got that all wrong. Oh. oh, that's poor. Right now, grudge match: Noah Lang versus El Had. Jack, would you like to before you start your team? Do you want? To, should we? Should we remind the listeners how how those players got on? Yeah, if you want, if you want reminding that uh, we we put it to Twitter uh, and a poll of who who they think should join Test FC, Al Hadj or Noah Lang, and um, I just no justice in this world. But Noah Lang has uh, won; he's victorious, and I just can't believe this podcast is going to continue without Anwar Al Hadj in it. I'll continue to remind everyone about this every week until he's reintroduced back in. But uh, Noah Lang is going to be the first inductee into the TEFs FC. What up, Marco? Look, mate, well, it's all well and good saying, oh, this, this, this guy's a player. But if his number, if he's not getting the numbers, what can, I, what can you say? He's, maybe he just had a good day when you watched him. Maybe he's just mm. bang average and this guy just had his Weetabix in the morning. Who knows? Maybe you're an idiot. No, well, nibble. <laughs> <We're all friends laughs> anyway, Jack, do you want to, Jack, do you want to remind us how you got on? Yeah, so Al Hadj of Vanderlecht, one point. Hugo Sequet out of nowhere just wasn't in the squad. Don't see why, but uh, zero points. Martin Hongler, one. Christian Thor's about one. And I did have Noah Lang, which was a six-pointer. So uh, it's a total of nine. Well, hey, congratulations, mate. Better than, three times better than Joel. So just to be clear, though, Jack, in the the argument for the 11-side team, if it wasn't for Noah Lang you would have got three points, which is the same for me, right? Yeah. So, there's your argument settled, Marco. Exactly. Cheers, Joel. I, I, knew, I knew you would see sense, and you're the more, <laughs> you're the more reasonable bloke out of, this, out of this group. So, I mean, what a week. What a week I've had, um, to say the least. So, I've had, at the back, Arthur Thiat. He is a defender, and he's playing for Standard Liège. Started and got a goal in their <sighs> 6-2 in their 6-2 win. So that's six points. Uh, Martin Hongler, I think we all went for him. I think we all backed this guy. He only got one. Uh, Only got the start. Osman Bakari for Ghent. Poor, poor research from me. He didn't even... (laughs) He's he's injured. He's not even in the squad, but I'm still doing very well. Uh, Yeah, he's... He's uh, big fat zero for me. El Hadj went on your recommendation, Jack. I don't know why I listened to you. This guy's so average. I can't believe it. He's got one. (laughs) 
And then my man, Noah Lang, the Messiah, he came with a he came with a big fat six as well. So that mm. puts me on 14 points. Oh, Joe, I said, goodness. Absolute... That's a long ways behind on the week one. Uh, I won rehearsal. What was it with me absolute, and league standings, eh? Absolute uh, runaway winner. We'd love to know how you, the listeners, got on. If you want to tweet us, DM us. Um, email us at uh, testpod at gmail.com do let us know how you got on if you've picked a team we'd love to see how you're competing against us as well and we'll be we'll be posting the be posting the table on our social medias as we go forward as well so if you do want to get involved let us know who you're picking Mm. right so moving on to our dutch teams I will let Jack you can start who have you picked I'm going to rattle them out I've gone with uh, Ducky at uh, Vitesse, I back them to get a clean sheet. I've gone with Bodo of Alkmaar, Anthony of Ajax, Cody Gakpo at PSV because I think there'll be some Marlins in there, and uh, Jorgen Strand Larsen of Groningen. Yeah, nice, Joel. Yeah, so same with Jack, hoping for that clean sheet for Jockey for Vitesse. Um, I've got George Cox. English uh, defender for Sittard, hoping nice. he can uh, get me another nice. clean sheet. Yeah, uh, Calvin Stengs, of course, the uh, the Alkmaar centre mid, Ryan Gravenberg for Ajax, and uh, Janelle Malin, I think, from uh, PSV. So I've had to get a couple of uh, big dogs in there because I need to go, try and get some points back, lads. So I know we're trying to try and unearth uh, up and coming uh, youngsters, but sorry, I've Perfect. got to try and get some points. Perfect. No, mate, fair enough. I, I get that. You're playing the playing the good game. So I've gone for a different. I usually go for a one-one-three, all out attack. Going for a one-two-two. So at the back, I'm going with the chap who scored for Ajax uh, this week, Justin Timber. Then in my two midfield, so a man you haven't mentioned for uh, AZ Alkmaar is mm-hmm. Toon Koopminers. He is the Frank Lampard of the Eredivisie. He's the top goal scorer for the club, and he's got 15 goals and five assists. In his in his game, and I'm surprised you two have you two have missed that. So, Toon Coop Miners, Joey Veerman, he is the uh, right winger for SC Heronvane. Then, as my two forwards, I've gone for Mike Trezor. Got to stick with my man. I can see this guy getting at least an assist in his next game, leading I think third in the in the Eredivisie charts. And Daniel Marlin from PSV. I am playing safe with my striker. However, I am the leader. I cannot afford any slip-ups for for my for the fantasy football league. This is where I need well, Cody Gakpo to come good for me. I took this risk thinking that you two would go with Marlon. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, I once again, I I'm pretty sure your 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 vision to be letting you down again. You seem to be spotting the very average players, <clears> mate. I don't really can't really see you leaving, getting any more mm. than three points for that one, mate. Mm, thank you. Right, so. That's us done for Holland. Did we enjoy that? Loved it. So to uh, to confirm, it's now going to go to the socials on uh, Tefs FC, and it's either Mike Trezor, Calvin Stengs, or Armando Broja. Yes, do let us know. We'd love to hear what you think, Mike Trezor. So right no, that's that's it. So where are we going next week, chaps? Joel, got to be Germany, isn't it? Germany. Yeah. Home of the Oktoberfest, which I know isn't going ahead again this year, but uh, yeah, it's got to be Germany. German giants, absolutely, absolutely. We'll be we'll be focusing. Yeah, we'll be going to going to Germany. I think we'll be focusing on Bundesliga two 
next week. Yeah, we? we we can't go to Europe's big five leagues. Every other nah. podcast does yeah. that. We've we've got to unearth the Bundesliga two players. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, I can I completely agree. I completely agree. So do give us a listen next week. Let us know what you thought of this one. We are an absolute brand new pod. None of us have ever done this before. So we'd love to hear any feedback, whether it's good, bad, um, pretty or ugly. We do want to know what you think. We are on all the socials, Twitter and Instagram. So we are at Tef's pod. That's T-E-F-S pod. And Gmail, we are at testpod at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you next week in Germany.